To be on the void horror podcast. That's right. It's episode two thirty two, and today we're going to be talking about our hammer horror movies that we picked by the wheel of horror, and also by a poll that we did with you guys, and you all pretty much overwhelmingly chose Curse of the Werewolf. So today we'll be talking about the Old Dark House from nineteen sixty three. And the Curse of the Werewolf from 1961. So we picked those two. They're really kind of an oddball mix, to be honest with you. I don't, it's, they it's, were. It's just whatever, you know. So today we're also going to be recording on a new, on a different computer. So I'm trying to like switch computers and get back into writing music and shit. And I hope it doesn't fuck up. No, I mean, we'll see how it goes, I guess. You know, you got to risk it to, to, to do it at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So it seems to be working all right. I'm using the trial version to record this, but it's got all the same plugins because I, I know which plugins I use for it. So mm-hmm. hopefully it, it sounds exactly like we normally do, guys, and we can make it sound just as juicy and wonderful as it normally sounds with my deep voice and Christina's voice and whatever else. Or maybe it sounded like shit this whole time. We didn't even know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway, guys, so how have you been, Christina? Good. We actually got to hang out with our people. Yeah, that's right. We got to hang out with Patrick and Kelly. But Patrick, of course, used to be a host on the show. So, so we had a good time. Yeah, we had a really good time. Hang out with their son, their son John, who we haven't seen in like over a year. And he's like I, a big now. I ate some chocolate, some like daddy's special chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like, I mean like pot, guys. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, and I realized how high I was. But when I get high, I like get really like, hey, man, I love you, man. Like, <laughs> and you get really talkative. Yeah. Like no. nonstop. It's do funny. I really? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we do here, right? So, right. okay. What did, so, did you have a bad time and I had a good time? No, I had a great time. I didn't get to drink or anything and I had a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were I doing some them. sake. We were doing some, man, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was nice to get out, actually. I was like, fuck this place. Let's get out. Right. So, But we stayed pretty late. Christina stayed up late like a big girl. It was very difficult. <laughs> but, I mean, it was worth she it. She used to getting up at like 3 a.m. So and was, I still got up at 3 a.m. She was like, I'm so sorry. Can we please go? Like, I was <laughs> like, I know, I know, I know. But we were so fucked up. We, didn't, we just kept... You know, if yeah, you've you ever been the were... sober person in a room full of people who are drunk. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. It's like, 
It's like you can't. It's like you're talking to a wall. Like it right. doesn't. It doesn't change. You've always been like that. Hard to like pull away. Right, because I have to say goodbye to everybody. Like right. at, at the club or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's like eight hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I'll see you later. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like twenty minutes per person. By the end of the night, it's already like they they're kicking me out. <laughs> We're supposed to leave like three hours ago, Alex. <laughs> Anyway, so what are we looking forward to? Like, is there anything coming out? Oh, May is a big, big uh, month for a lot of movies and shit. Like, movies, TV shows. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead's coming out on Netflix. I want to see that. There's Mm -hmm. a couple of things that are coming out on Netflix that I really want to see. I don't know if they're necessarily all horror. Um, Our creep show thing was, like, really pretty successful. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a lot of people on there. So if you guys are tuning into the podcast now uh, to have something else to be addicted to for the next uh, however many weeks that you want to be with us, uh, thanks for coming by. Also, by the way, guys, thank you so much. For the responses and everything on the, you know, asking to get the signal boost from you guys because oh, yeah. it is a weird issue that we are having. And I think it has to do with SoundCloud mm-hmm. um, because our buddies over at the Buzzkill podcast, which if you haven't listened to them, you really should. Uh, we are like brothers. You know what I mean? Like we've been doing this podcast, our podcast at the same time since the beginning and uh we've always like talked about each other always talked to each other but we've never been on each other's show because we're too much assholes no kidding (laughs) (laughs) anyway they had the similar issue where they had this drop off significantly Mm -hmm. in like february and i was like that's exactly when it happened for us Mm -hmm. and uh so so we think it is like that it has to do with SoundCloud. I just want you guys to know whoever listens and constantly does help and share. You know, when you guys share our episode, it's another chance for us to reach somebody else to, you know, bring our little fucking like corner of the world to a bigger you and know thanks, place. And thanks for the reviews that were left as yeah, well. We haven't seen them yet because it takes a couple of days, right. you know, for them to pop up because Apple wants to approve it or whatever. But, but that was nice. Yes. Thank you, guys. That that shit really goes a really long ways to help us out. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's like, you know, if we could make money doing this, it would be cool. But really, it's just you guys that make us do this more. So, like, you guys are the best, and we really do appreciate you guys. I didn't want what I said to come across as if you guys don't do that already and don't help out, because I know a lot of you do, and I just want to say thank you for that. So, hope that comes across better than maybe how I wrote it. I'm just nervous about it, because I don't like to ask people for shit, you know what I mean? It's hard, and yeah, it's hard, especially when you don't know what's going on. Right, like, I, I ultimately, I just want us to be show the big boys, whoever they are, whatever podcast it is, no one in particular. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, the big boys out there in the uh, podcasting sphere uh, that we we got a little space here, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And we got a good group of fucking people who listen, participate, and are a part of it. So thank you guys for doing that each week. You guys fucking rock. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think it might be that time. What time? Horror shots! All right, guys. So Christina came up with this idea. And do you want to explain what it is and what we're basically going to do a shot based around the movie The Curse of the Werewolf from 1963? And we're calling it. Or no, one. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And we're calling it The Curse of the Whiskey Sour because 
in that time frame, whiskey sours were very popular, right? Right. So what I had to do, I had to get on Google and I had to try to con- to figure out how to convert a whiskey sour cocktail into a shot. <laughs> and I think I have accomplished it, but we will let you know once we take the shot. We have the technology. <laughs> So let me tell you what I did, okay? We gotta blow up the moon now, because we can. (laughs) Not for any other reason. So I used the J&B scotch whiskey, just because I wanted to use a nice whiskey. I didn't want to use the black velvet. Sure. So I used like a three-fourth shot of the whiskey, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I took, and I did a teaspoon. I did a teaspoon of simple syrup, right? I did a teaspoon of lemon juice. And I did a teaspoon and a half of egg white. Mm. Excited? Yeah. I had no idea that was in these drinks. Yeah, I'm excited. And then I also put, we put a, a one of those cherries on the bottom. You can see in the picture. Okay. And then I I used a milk floffer, fliffer, a milk frother to, uh, <laughs> to stir it because I wanted to- Stimulate I was, the drink. I was trying to get the, the egg all frothy. Oh, God. Which this I sounds think- gross now. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to drink it. <laughs> Hey, they're very, very popular drinks in that time period. So that's what is the curse of the whiskey sour is. Okay, well, you got to be careful because she put a fucking cherry in the bottom. And I don't want to choke on that. It'll choke you. Well, then don't open your mouth all the way. Jesus. What do you you think a shot is? It's not a sipping drink. Yeah, I know. But still, you just... A shot means one single quick down... Maybe I'm trying to kill you. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's go. Weird. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that that's one. That's weird. I don't know if that's what a whiskey sour tastes like, but... I just... The egg thing okay. is what weirds me out. The egg thing it's is... Just, it's, it's just a little egg white. Okay. Calm down. Well, I'm not Rocky fucking Balboa here, you know what I mean? I don't know what it... I think it's supposed to neutralize something with the lemon and the syrup. Okay. It doesn't but, taste bad. No, it actually it tastes pretty decent. I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Look, I didn't choke on the cherry. You didn't <laughs> even put it in your mouth. <laughs> well, if you guys would like to try the curse of the whiskey sour, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's, That's it, it for, for horror, horror shots. shots. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of our Hammer Horror Week with the Curse of the Werewolf from 1961 and the Old Dark House from 1960. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Also, Plemke, thank you so much for donating uh, uh, half of these movies <laughs> for this episode and for the future ones, obviously. Uh, it got us on a hammer kick to try to check these out because we sorely do not know Hammer Horror. And this is our attempt to be more, you know, open to other horror movies. Well-versed. Well, well-versed in horror. Um, I think any good horror fan should go back and see these to know where movies got to today mm-hmm. because they all stood on the backs of giants. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So Christina is going to go ahead and kick this off with the curse of the werewolf in 18th century Spain. 
an adoptive boy becomes a werewolf and terrorizes the inhabitants of the town. <gasps> Suspish. <laughs> Tagline. Even those who loved him were not safe. This is a dumb tagline. <laughs> okay. This was directed by Terrence Fisher. He has 64 director credits to his name. Most of them are Hammer Horror, including The Brides of Dracula, Dracula, Prince of Darkness with Christopher Lee, of course. Uh, he's done three Frankenstein movies with Peter Cushing. Frankenstein created w- women. <laughs> Frankenstein must be destroyed. Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Yeah, that one's a crazy one. Is it? I've never and seen I think that. There's, they took like the the werewolf or something, and then put a brain of the Frankenstein inside of the Monster the werewolf. Oh, I don't I even see. know what it was. It looks like a bi- giant ape with a skull cap. <laughs> anyway, okay. the screenplay is by Anthony Hines, uh, who is who has sixty four producer credits and twenty writing credits. Most of them. Hammer Horror, and this was one of his first uh, writing credits, was this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, other movies he's written, uh, Scars of Dracula, The Mummy Shroud, Rasputin, The Mad Muck from 1966. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is based on the novel by Guy Endor. Um, the novel was called The Werewolf of Paris, mm. which was published in 1933. Um, he did write lots of other screenplays, including Mark of the Vampire, from 1933, and Story of G.I. Joe from 1945, which he was nominated for an Oscar, mm. which I thought was interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. think G.I. Joe was that old. Well, it's not It's not the toy line. It's, right. G.I. Joe it's is just the name what they would call army. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. All right. This movie stars Oliver Reed. He plays Leon. He's been in so many movies, including something we just recently watched. That's the, right. The Adventures of... Baron Munchausen. Did I say that right? Yeah, from 1988. Yeah. He was also in The Devils from 1971, which is on Shudder. Uh, Tommy from 1975, House of Usher. The uh, Brood. He was in the Three Musketeer movies from the 70s and all those sequels. His last movie was The Gla- Gladiator from 2000. Right. Uh, he died in 1999. Right. So it must have been during production. Right. And- um, do, do, do you know how he died? How? It's kind of a crazy story. He had a heart attack, but he had drank three bottles of whiskey in a bar and he had like a heart attack bar. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? What do I drank so it's much? Jesus. hardcore, dude. Um, but he also, he for this movie, he was paid 90 pounds a week. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, also starring Clifford Evans, who plays Alfredo. Is that how you say his name? Oh, this pasta. Anyway, he was in The Kiss of the Vampire from 1963. He's been on a lot of BBC television, including Out of This World TV show and The Saint TV show. Hera Talfrey, who plays Teresa, she was in the Avengers TV series from 1961, a movie called Jane Eyre from 1963, and The Oblong Box. Uh, also starring Catherine Feller who plays Christina. She's been in lots of BBC uh, TV shows. Um, also a movie called The Little World of Don Camillo. Angel Pavement from 1957. The Saturday Playhouse from 1958. And she's actually still alive. She's living in Italy. She's like 85 or something around okay. there. So I found that interesting. But 
Alex, what did you think of The Curse of the Werewolf? Uh, you know, this is actually one that I've seen a long time ago. Uh, I was kind of like blown away by some of the makeup. I remember seeing some of the makeup and uh, I, th- I think I watched it at a friend's house in Florida. That was the last time. Uh-huh. And that was like back in 90... 90- Oh, the late 90s? 96, 97 or wow. something like that. So it was like a long time ago. Um, but they were watching it and I was like kind of taken back by it because I was like, God, that looks kind of freaky, you know, like his mm-hmm. makeup because I don't know, it just looked cool, looked disturbing and kind of fucked up. And make uh, makeup artist Roy Ashton, I think, did a really great job on that. And he supposedly based his work off the Wolfman from 1941, the original Wolfman. You can kind of see it. Yeah. Personally, I kind of think he stepped that up a bit, mm-hmm. which Jack P. Pierce's did the original the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. By, but I think it's cool because he kind of made it into a, like a hybrid. And I did, that's just what's most notable about this particular werewolf movie uh, to me, mm-hmm. which is what you should be doing if you're going to try to borrow from something, right? You should try to step it up or do some sort of hybrid or, you Yeah, know. you got to make it a little bit different. Right. It just looked very unsettling to me, and I can't imagine what it would have been like back to audiences back in the 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see why Oliver Reed enjoyed scaring motorists on the road after a hard day's work of shooting on this movie. <laughs> He literally would go home and drive (laughs) to scare people with it. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like uh, the guy who wears the Mike Myers mask who drives around and does those TikTok videos. Oh, God. (laughs) It's so funny. Now, keep in mind, this is a classic sort of tale of werewolves in a way, in some ways, but not the typical classic way of werewolves. Because most of the movies that you see are... Oh, he got bit by a werewolf and then or some beast or something. Mm-hmm. And then he got changed into it and da 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 da. No, this is like the birth origin of fucking werewolves. Right. He was like <laughs> he was like born a werewolf. Right. Like this is so very different in that regard. And it's such a fucked up story how this all plays mm-hmm. out. Like most of the movie that you're going to be watching here, like three fourths of the movie, is this entire fucked up story of this lineage of fucked up. Like by a bunch of really fucked up individuals from beggar to werewolf. Right. And it is an interesting one. I think that's kind of what's unique about this movie in particular is how different that is. Now, I'm not a big, you know, 50s, 60s, 40s, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, fan of the horror movies or whatever. So it's really hard for me to really give an accurate depiction or what I feel about these movies because I'm such an 80s fan, you know. Going back, it's hard for me to wrap my head around what it was like back then for people to have seen these movies. Mm -hmm. So for me to just simply go, well, I didn't like it is kind of weird. Or to simply go, oh, well, that's worth a six. You know, I feel weird about that because these are sort of classic movies that did something for them. So I'm going to give you my best kind of what I feel about this, this, this movie. Okay. Some of the, what, what I do like about it is it actually tells sort of the original ingredients of like humankind sort of developing a demon through their fucking shit ass acts. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, you know. It's weird because they kind of mix in like it being born on the the same day as Jesus Christ is blasphemous if it's not the proper way. Like if you don't have uh, a mother and a father having a child on that day, then and I'm like, well, where did Jesus come from? You know, right. (laughs) They didn't even have sex. It's like that. It's like that fucking video meme that I that we watched. What was Uh it? He was like, he was like, hey, honey, I brought you this pie. And she's like, but we don't have an oven. 
He's like, I know, because God made it. <laughs> and he was like, but we don't have an oven. He was like, see how that shit sounds, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. Anyway, sorry, I just thought it was funny to bring up. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like, this is sort of like the Antichrist coming up, and he's like born mm-hmm. a beast uh, because of that. And it's just, I don't, I don't want to spoil it 100% for you guys, but it, it is kind of a weird roundabout way of becoming a werewolf. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty long storytelling for that whole thing there. So expect a lot less werewolf than you might want. But the payoff is pretty decent for a film. It just spends more time on how it all got started in about 25 minutes of, like, where he's at today. Right. You know, like, it slowly introduces you into the uh, werewolf world. It could bore some people who are looking for, like, a straight-up just add water werewolf movie, you know? Especially if you're not familiar with these kind of older movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is more of an origin story. Now, that said, and knowing not a huge that I'm not a huge fan of these types of films, I still think it's above average. It's not something I'll pop on all the time, but I can appreciate what it did for the times it, it was released. This is the only Hammer Horror film that was ever a werewolf movie. They never did any other werewolf movies. Oh, this they is, did it? This is the only one. Oh, wow. And I think it's more unique of a film than you might expect. And with Oliver Reed playing... You know, the part who he's a really good actor. He knows what he's doing, you know. He's really intense in this, of course, but that's kind of like how it was back then, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even the boy who plays the character of him as a child did, I think, a really good job, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was really kind of creepy. And there's like this one line that this kid says in the fucking movie that really tripped me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) like, what the fuck, dad? (laughs) Uh, But they got this kid to say it. Like, without skipping a beat. And I was, like, kind of impressed by that. But, like I said, it's really hard for me to rate a movie like this because I really, I didn't grow up on titles like this. I have no basis of what I think. But, you know, if I had to guess rate it for my own watchability, you know, and keep in mind, I'm not a fan. This is, like, a 6 out of 10 for me. Like, it's it's above average. Like, I would probably watch it again if, if I had to watch these. But... You know, I don't, I need to watch more to really, I don't feel comfortable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I need to watch more 60s movies and more of these Hammer Horror films to really know. Right. So maybe when we're, uh, you know, after we've seen and done our eight episodes, um, eight weeks of this, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to do it back to back. It's just going to be one every four weeks, guys. Yeah, like the first of the month. Right. So like, like a period. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. When the full moon comes out, whatever your you want to call it. And yeah. your cramping starts. I wonder if that's how the werewolf started is because of that. No, uh, it's because of the full moon. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course I know what you mean. <laughs> Does yours come in the full moon or? Sometimes. Really? Yeah, because it's, it's every 28 days. Be on the lookout. Yeah, you better, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so maybe when we get that all done, I'll put them in order of like which movies I like the most. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. you should keep that in mind, too. Okay, that's a good idea. That way people can kind of get an idea. But yeah, I'm not, I wasn't like overly impressed with this. I just enjoyed it for what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more darkness to it because Hammer Horror films did push the boundaries a little bit more yeah. than Universal 
Universal did. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that I was interested about in seeing Hammer Horror Films because, you know, they went from distribution company to movie company to doing, you know, their own pictures as long as they weren't like Universal. And then Universal was like, hey, we need to get on on this because we're going under. And literally some of these films that, that Hammer did saved Universal. They mm-hmm. became the distribution of Hammer horror films right. in America, and it literally saved them from going under. There's right, been many yeah. times Universal has almost gone under. Oh yeah, all the time. Even like movies like uh, Monster Squad got the fucking rights to fucking Universal mm-hmm. super cheap because right. you know they weren't ex- you know they were expecting it to be really expensive, but nobody was doing anything with it. Right. So just mismanagement, because, maybe. Yeah, goes through these phases. Right. Yeah. Like it's going through right now too. What did you think of this movie though? Like from someone that doesn't, I mean, have you seen any '60s movies? I mean, oh yeah, I have. And from like my experience, this was kind of the standard, like the structure of it, the way it's filmed. It is that standard um, '50s '60s, like late '50s sure. '60s. Sure. There's some familiar stuff in the '50s that you would see in this as well. Right, and the way they they structure it's story building too. It's not really you know it's all the same as telling this interlinked story where it keeps going and a lot of these movies during that time they filmed it almost like it was like a theatrical like on stage like a broadway show sure like a lot of it it's like they that was they, the style for yeah the- it really was the the style and the makeup and how they did their makeup they did like the thick makeup and you know the sets and stuff but i mean this was it was okay you know it wasn't like you said, I like I like the beginning more, right? Than like how the, crazy and dark it was. Yeah, than the end because it, it was, was like, like rape, but in the way that they would do rape in the like sixties, right? And it was they just hinted at yeah, it. Yeah, well, they sort of just hinted and they at cut it, it, yeah. And then it just transitioned to the next scene, right? It wasn't With, like, it hey, was let's really just show her tits and everything and go crazy, right? Which they couldn't do because no one would go and see it, right? Well, that. I got some trivia on this time. movie about what they oh, could really? and couldn't do in this movie. It's funny. Oh, how funny! Um, I would have, I would have liked to see more of the child werewolf, like you were saying. Sure. I I found that whole uh, process more entertaining because then it like transitioned into a love story, right? Which was fucking annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what? That the narrator in the beginning didn't he sound like Anthony Hopkins? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh my remember. god, I was like, is that Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Is, was he? Well, I guess he was alive. No, he wouldn't have had that distinguished been, voice at, per, but at first. But it was very distinguished. But I yeah. guess that's just it, that that's, British. Yeah, I was going to say. Accent. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. But I'll give this a six out of 10, too. You yeah. know, it was okay. It's, it, it's part of the, you should check this out to know how horror movies have progressed. I am not a werewolf fan, first of all. That's a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Curse of the oh, Werewolf. I, Werewolf or vampire fan, you don't like any of that shit. No, I'm, I I like little, you know, I'm more of a H.P. Lovecraft kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, like I like the more bizarre shit. Right. More creatures lurking that don't make sense, and you know, like stuff that you can't see all the time. The the vampires, the werewolves, the fish man. I like it. None of that stuff really. It didn't. It never. It never right. had an effect on me. The thing. Oh, that had, had an effect, effect on, on me. Yeah. Evil Dead? Me? Had an effect on me. Me, it was like Bram Stoker's Dracula. God, that is such a good movie. That's like... Interview the Vampire I, I, was such I, I a good like movie. I like that movie because of the how... I love I love the style of it. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that's like a big budget movie. Like, right. The like, soundtrack? Oh, my God. Like Scorsese, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like... It was very good. I really liked it. 
just seems like it had like a lot more to it. But to give you an example of like what movie that I really like that's from 1959 even that I like more than this is House on Haunted Hill. Mm -hmm. I watched that recently and was like, man, this is a really good movie. It is just, I don't know what it is about that movie that I really like, but Mm -hmm. I sat and watched that from start to finish with like no problem. So, oh wow, that to me is like an eight. Like right. I could watch that again, no problem. But this one, uh, I think I remembered it more fondly in my memory than it was. And but, that probably had to do with the people you were with. And well, the and, time. but I don't think this. I'm a hundred percent wrong here. This may not be one of Hammer Horror's most popular films. Right. A lot of people just like their Frankenstein, the Mummy, and the Vampire stuff. <laughs> but this one is a fan favorite for a lot of people mm -hmm. as far as werewolf movies go well this was the beginning of like hammer horror too this was at the beginning no i mean right? no no it was mid no i don't All i right. mean i don't know the exact dates but um yeah i wouldn't go as far as to say this is the beginning the beginning where One where of. hammer horror took off is not where they even began uh -huh. do you, you know what i'm saying yeah because they were a distribution company for a very long time and then they became they wanted to put out their own films one at a time for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And they put out um, the Quatermass X. Mm -hmm. And then they put out another movie and that got kind of popular and big. Right. And, then, and then the first one that got them the most notoriety was Curse of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And then they started doing the vampire movies and kind of mixing right. it all up. And and then House of, or uh, the horror of Frank, or the horror of Dracula, I think is the one movie that saved Universal. Mm -hmm. That was the movie that they started making like big money off of. Mm -hmm. So they became instantly everything that Hammer did at that point in time. They they could do no wrong. Right. So they tried some more riskier things and it wasn't always so successful. Like they they had to stick to sort of the, the horror classics in order to do well. They couldn't go off the beaten path and people would find interest in it. Right. So that's kind of the, the, the problem with things is like. You know, you may want to go off the path and do something different, but if your audience doesn't like it and support it, then you're risking a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Even though these movies were made in a quick amount of fashion, you know, like very fast. Mm -hmm. Six weeks, I think, sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, but. So we do have some trivia that I think you guys will find interesting. Of course, if you don't want anything spoiled and you want to watch these movies for yourself, I highly recommend you check them out. You can rent the movie up now on like YouTube, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and iTunes. Uh, it's not up anywhere. It might have, you might be able to find a copy on YouTube or something like that, but odds are they, since they rent it on there, you're probably not going to because its algorithms will automatically read it. So you will have to pay money to rent this one unless you haven't somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Then in that case, watch it there. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So the film was a, a commercial failure at the box office, by the way. Right. Nowhere near as successful as like Hammer's previous horror films like Frankenstein, Dracula, like in The Mummy I mentioned. And thusly, this is the only werewolf movie that they ever did in their portfolio. But it is the very first werewolf film of color ever. Oh, in color. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Everything else had been done in black and white. Right. So this is the first movie that they did it with. Well, that's something. Yep. Many of the characters uh, that you have maybe seen in Joe Dante's 1981 werewolf movie, The Howling, are named after the directors of other werewolf films, including this one. Oh. Belinda Belaski's character is Terry Fisher, 
and is named after Terrence Fisher, who oh directed goodness. The Curse of the Werewolf. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, he's a big fan. He's a Hammer Horror fan. Right. He said, Dante, by the way, that his favorite Hammer Horror film was The Damned, I think. Uh-huh. He said it was one of the least favorite, but his favorite right. movies ever. That makes sense. Which makes me want to watch it more. Mm-hmm. Um. The Spanish setting that they had in this film was forced upon the entire writer, Anthony Hines, after Michael Carreras had the uh, studio backlot dress for a film about the Spanish Inquisition. That movie didn't get greenlit because there was some problems with, like, sacrilegious shit. Uh, I was wondering why they didn't do the Paris, since it's the novel's in Paris. Right. I don't know why That's they weird. did it in Spain, but they forced them to do it be- there. Because of the set. Yeah, because they wanted to, yeah. they didn't want to waste the money on it. Right. In an interview with Richard Wordsworth stated that in the original screenplay, his beggar character was a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Hammer told him that the censor had problems with the notion of a werewolf rapist, so they threw that oh, out. Oh, okay. So they were like, oh, he's a beggar. Makes sense. They all rape. Right. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So instead, let's just have him be born on Christmas. Yeah, I guess. Another issue or another thing that they had is that the BBFC issued Hammer Films with an ultimatum. The film company could present their movie Curse of the Werewolf with scenes of either sex or violence, but uh, not both. Not both. Makes sense. Stupid, right? Like, Well, for that time, no. I don't know, man. It's it's, it was too much. It's that's see this is this is the disconnect I have with older movies like that right. because I can't fathom that what I saw in that movie would ever be that tragic. And you know what I mean? It's just, right. it blows my mind right? that this was too much for the boards. You know, that they couldn't let children see this because it was too much. Right. But I mean, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like I picture going back in time and showing people movies mm-hmm. that are like nowadays. Oh God. And they would just shit out their brain. Yeah, they Like would. they wouldn't even know what the fuck is happening. But I mean, that's why. They would probably have fainting and, and right. pass out. And, well, and that's why The Exorcist and stuff was such a big deal. Right. Yeah. Some of these movies that are ahead of their time. Yeah. You know. But they didn't have rating systems and stuff like that back but then. But The Exorcist kind of makes sense a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. That makes more sense, but to me, like, I guess the 50s is just, the 50s and 60s is just mm-hmm. so far out of my mind, you right. know, like, it's it's so long ago. Right. So much has changed. And think about so that, guys. So much has changed. Like, it's really not that long ago, mm-hmm. you know? We're talking 60 years ago. Was, yeah. That's not, you, you think of that, it's not that long. And look how much has changed in society and social norms and like so what is accepted much. and what is not accepted. Right. There's still boards fighting against stuff saying it's not okay until we feel comfortable with it and we get kind of normalized. Well, I with mean, it. even the women in this movie, if you couldn't tell, like they could show their cleavage, but they, it's not like their legs were showing. Like they, their arms were, if their cleavage was showing, their arms were covered. Right. Like there okay. was, there were standards for, for that too. Well, British, British people, had weird rules um like they're they're they had a lot of really weird rules mm-hmm. like they were even talking about it in one of the the documentaries we watched of flesh and bone what was it called or something flesh, flesh and, and blood. blood yeah uh the hammer we wanted to kind of like get to know it a little bit more so we knew what we were talking about mm-hmm. when we talked to you guys um and they were talking about how the british board would be like no we can't you can't have nudity in this movie. It's disgusting. It's filthy. And you couldn't have this. But then their posters would have nude women all over them. 
Right. And that was okay. But if it was in a film, no, 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 no. Because they're moving. I'm not joking. Is that what it is? It's because they're moving. It's weird. So they, they're trying to lure you to come in to see the movie. You, you know, just like those, uh, like, like the YouTube videos. Like sure. they lure you in to watch the video with the, with the chicks and then they're like barely in the YouTube video. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, see, and I, and I guess that's why people get upset. They're like, don't normalize this. Don't normalize that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I Still, to this day, I mean, I know a lot of horror fans. And yeah, so, I'm sure there's a couple out there that are pretty fucking got a screw loose, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like any other fucking group. Right. Just like any other Christian group. I'm right. sure there's someone with a screw loose that'd be out there fucking nailing dudes to a fucking cross thinking that that's what God meant. You know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Right. In their minds, you know what I mean? But again, like, it was so long ago, and it was still new. I mean, color, movies in color were just coming out. Yeah. Like, you, you It was expensive, too. You can't have, like, violence and sex and, you know. Sex and like, violence! Yeah. Sex and violence! Sex and violence! <laughs> and now look at the backlash on all these old movies, like, Gone in the Wit, you know, with the wind and stuff for other reasons, but. Yeah, well, that's a I little mean, bit different. Yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to, like, you know, it. Different times. Different times for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just weird. Like for, for me, it's really just I have to really kind of remove everything that I grew up on to put mm-hmm. myself in that spot. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Well, think about that. This is probably your grandparents' generation. Oh, sure. So them going to the movie My theater. grandparents probably thought this was like, they probably thought this was too much. They probably thought, well, my kids can't, kids can't see this. Yeah, they This is going to be the end of society. This is my parents' if, stuff. Like, my parents yeah. grew up on this shit. Right. So, yeah, because they were kids. Right. This would be your parents, yeah, too. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. They would know these movies and be like, right. yeah. But- I don't know. I kind of like the movie, though. I do like what they did in the movie. Do you want to talk about, like, exactly what happened? Like, how it all started is, like, this beggar comes into town. He goes to the local bar asking for, for food, like, totally innocently just asking for food or, or wine or, or something. something. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. You see this on the wall here? We're celebrating. The king's wedding. The, king, the lordship's wedding. Because oh. we're forced to. So we're also having a great time down here. And this sign on mm. the wall is in Spanish. Right. And they're in Spain and they're all speaking English. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And it's funny, too, because like he goes in there and they're like, well, you need to go talk to the lordship then because he took all of our money mm-hmm. to have his wedding and we're not invited. So he goes up there. And the guard answers the door and he's like, you need to get no. the fuck out of here like, go away. quick. Yeah. No, he wasn't a dick. He was like trying to save him. Mm-hmm. He was like, go, please just go before he sees you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, who sees you? And he was like, who's that? <laughs> who's that at the door? In his British accent. And he's like, Spanish. it's me, sir. I am the beggar. And he comes in and they treat him like a fucking clown, dude. Right. They're a like, dog. A dog. They treat him like a dog. Well, his wife is like, please don't treat him poorly. Right. Please don't treat him poorly. Just give him some food. Please give him some food. Just give him some food. Oh, no, you must dance. Yeah. You must dance he and you sa- must Well, he sing. says, he tells him to sing first and then dance. And he's mm-hmm. like, everyone can dance. You can dance if you want to. <laughs> you You're- can leave your rags behind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so he fucking dances, acts like a fucking idiot, and they throw him a fucking wing on the ground. First, they give him wine, and he drinks that, like, down, like, instantly, Mm -hmm. and he just slams the shit out of it, and then it's like, immediately, they throw him in jail because she wants to keep him, and what a fucking bitch that she would just forget a human being. Yeah, she just forgot about him. She forgets about him. 
And so there's this little girl that was the jailer's daughter who was a mute who lived down there. And he, I guess the jailer was screwing all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. He just happened to be, she was like the, the don't let anybody know that I fucked the maid, uh, you know, kind of daughter, I Mm -hmm. guess. Cause they didn't really explain that. No, they didn't. But she would like help the jailer give food to this guy over the years and they forgot about him. And she was the only one that remembered him. So Mm -hmm. he was the only living and didn't starve to death because of her. Mm -hmm. And she grew up all these years later. And the dad died. Her yeah, dad died. Her dad died. There was nobody to vouch for her. She was just taking care of this guy out of her kindness of her own heart. And she goes and she somehow worked her way up to being a maid or something. Yeah, for the king. Right. And the lord, whatever he was. I don't know if he was a king, but he was, or, you know, whatever. his lordship is all they right. said. I'm just going to say that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> lordship. Whatever he whatever. is. He's a lord because there's like different layers. I don't think he was a king. Oh, all right. Anyway, he he goes, she goes into his room and 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 I don't know what she was doing, but she didn't see him. And then he sees her and tries to rape her. The Lord does. Yeah, the Lord guy who's got these. He's the old guy that was making fun of the beggar all right. those years ago. And then, and then his wife died. Yeah, his wife died. All these people died, and he was left over. And he's just picking at his fucking warts his on his scabs. Face. Yeah, not scabs, warts. Oh, <laughs> it was gross. Yeah, it was. Um, but then he tries to rape her, and he does. Mm-hmm. And then he throws her into the prison with the fucking beggar. And that guy is Rape. only alive because she fucking took care of him, rapes her. Right. And then she's pregnant. Didn't she stab him? No, he died from fucking her. Too much of a good thing. Oh, okay. I see. He just died. He was frail. Well, they, they cut it. They cut it so fast. It was like, what just happened? Right. Well, they even had, like, she did have some scratches on her, but I don't think it was like, she. he's just a beggar. He's just been feral. Right. So, and she got pregnant and she escapes out of the prison somehow. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you learned your lesson, did you? you come to the Lordship. And she goes up there and fucking stabs. The yes. Oh, sh- that's who she stabs. Yeah. She stabs him with a wall sconce, like where the candles go. Uh-huh. She stabs him right in the chest and his little frail chest. Mm-hmm. Fucking rapey chest. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't rape her. He almost did. Right. But she hurt him or something, I think. I don't know. And that's how she got, and then she he threw her in the prison. Oh yeah, she like refused, and then he threw her in the prison, and then she got raped by the 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 baker. Right. Killed him. Ended up in the forest. Some guy finds she her. She lives in the forest for months. Yeah, by the for way, months. So it was like three months mm-hmm. until one day some guy is like walking by on or on his horse or whatever, mm-hmm. and sees some lady face down in the water, like trying to drown. Mm-hmm. And he saves her life and brings her to his house, and she's find out. They find out that oh shit, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Oh shit. And then I thought they were this is married. Some tragic shit. Like what the fuck right. is going on? So Teresa's there, and I thought they were married the whole time until about the end of the movie. And they called her uh, his servant. So I was like, oh, okay. So she she was like all worried because it, oh, it looks like that baby's gonna come on Christmas. No, there was a thing between them, aren't they? Wife and husband? No, that was his servant. Oh well, he was banging her. Oh yeah, totally. Because there was something there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm. that's she why I thought. She was banging him, whatever you I, guys want to say. I thought they were together, like married or whatever, for like the whole movie until about the end. Right. And they were like the police or they were in a court or something. And 
he said, that's my servant. Yeah, but Teresa, they were like the servant. mother and father to, yeah, the, to him. that to that child. Anyway, because, anyway. Because she then gives birth. She gives birth the, to the, the baby. The mute lady who li- tried to drown herself right. gives birth. And then she all of a sudden, she's sitting up. She has the baby in her arms. She gives it to Teresa. And then she's just she just lays back. And I think she just died. She died, Which yeah. is like the worst death scene I've ever seen in my well, life. Well, whatever. <laughs> she probably just exerted so much. She just had enough she left. She just passed out. Just to squirt out a fucking demon <laughs> and she's like fuck this i'm out i'm not taking care of this demon child well it's funny too because like Teresa, the servant mom because he calls her mom yeah he does he which calls is her weird yeah anyway and aunt he called her aunt and mom anyway weird. so his Teresa, the servant the mom the aunt whatever she fucking takes it under her wing and like raises it and they go to take it to the fucking church okay so this is all, all this tragedy has already happened over a course of however many years like you know 30 years or whatever right <laughs> and fucking like they go to the church and they're going to get the child baptized and the priest holds him and he's about to touch the water and the water starts boiling <laughs> some omen shit because the baby was born on the day of Jesus Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is kind of a warning sign. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of blow over and they're like, ah, let's baptize him anyway. <laughs> and so they do. And then, oh, this is the part. <laughs> they start realizing it's like a few years forward now. He's like grown. Yeah. What is he like? Six or he's 10. Yeah. Or he's something? like six or something like I that. I can't tell. And I, they didn't really explain the time change right you know like like the time passed so quickly um so i was like imagining because they find like a goat with its neck ripped out and they're like trying to figure out what it is and we're like oh we know what it is oh yeah it was like i just immediately imagined like a fucking infant rolling around that's what i thought too i like, thought it was ripping a, out a goat's throat i and thought shit. it was a baby like <laughs> latching on because it was hungry you know if they did a remake of this specific movie mm-hmm. they would show that that would be awesome they would see little glowing eyes in the bush and you would see like a baby like running on its all fours it's like raping the goat and then <laughs> oh, it rips out its what throat what the fuck christina <laughs> can you imagine oh it's funny wow, sorry jesus i take that back <laughs> you can't take that back <laughs> Anyway, which was also the f- worst fake goat I've. It was literally like a stuffed animal with <laughs> yeah. some blood on it. Well, so one of the guys is like pushed, put in charge to like find out what this, who's this wolf, and uh, shoot it and kill it. And so he's like the guy that's hired to like keep the sheep and the, the goats and the the everything on the farm safe. And they're like making fun of him and they're ready to fire him. He's like, you know, if you don't do your job, we're going to fucking fire you. We're not, we don't hire you so that you can let goats die around on our fucking property, you piece of shit. (laughs) And Pepe's like, yo, fuck you, man. And he goes out there with his fucking little bullet gun, his little, his ball and mortar, whatever (laughs) the fuck it is. His musket. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, that word. Musket. It's yeah, so it's funny. Like, so then he finally see he goes out at night and he shoots the wolf, right? He gets it and it runs off and he can't find it. And then the family that night, they they hear the boy crying in his room and he's got a fucking bullet in his leg. Like a, a ball stuck in his leg, a musket mm. ball. And they're like holy shit, who the fuck shot our child in his bed? (laughs) And then Teresa's like, I don't think he, I think he got out. Mm -hmm. Something's different about him. Yeah, the blood all over his mouth. You know, that does it. (laughs) 
<laughs> tip him off. I don't know. It was other, I think it might have been the goat heads all like spread around his room. <laughs> um, but then the like father or the the guy who like adopted the the, the kid, the sir, the master, right. whatever he is, he asks Leon, which they named him. Uh, he's like, where were you? You know, he he doesn't remember. Except he keeps going on about how he had a lot of bad dreams and he doesn't remember what's in them. And he says he remembers telling of a time that he and Uncle Pepe went hunting and he didn't want to hurt the squirrel, but he did it anyway. And he squeaked and it fell over. So I went to help it and I tried to kiss it and make it all better. And I felt that my lips were all wet with blood. (laughs) Only it tasted sweet. Like cat day. Yeah, like, damn. What the fuck, dude? You fuck it. I would be like, all right, get the musket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boom! Right in the fucking face. He's dead. He's out. Get this werewolf out of my house. That was the best scene in the movie. That was, was the greatest that thing. Was, that was great. By far one of my favorite things about this movie right. is that performance and how he said it. And like, just mm-hmm. so plainly, like a child would. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was just really disturbing. It really was. But they realized <laughs> there was another scene that was really funny. This is the kind of thing, though, like, I we kind of did make some jokes in this because mm-hmm. we were laughing about it because it's uh, very clearly not to help. It's not to help the boy. It's to prevent the boy from fucking hurting anybody uh-huh. because they come to the conclusion after talking to a priest who surmises that he's a werewolf and that's right. why he's having these issue. And the only way to solve the issue of the werewolf is to present the child with more love than evil because he was born evil. Right. So you and- have to deset- offset the balance of love with more love. Or the offset the balance of evil to with more with love. With more love, and he has to find a woman right. who will love him like more than he loves her. And also make sure that he's locked inside of his room with a bunch of bars. Which <laughs> he tells the boy, he's like, he's like, well, looks like these uh, bars are up, so you're we'll prevent you from those nightmares yet. After all, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, why don't you put a fucking rope around his neck and his leg and see what fucking... <laughs> anyway, he gets out of that. He busts through the fucking bars. He's a fucking werewolf. They catch him one night trying to get out of the bars. Mm-hmm. and then the... <laughs> That was funny. The little kid was like, ah! Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Then they, they shoot the dog instead, uh, and they think that that's the wolf in the end. Mm-hmm. So no one ever thinks of it later on, and they keep the mm-hmm. boy locked up and locked away until he's like 18, and he decides that he wants to go live on his own in another town, and mm-hmm. they think that they have offset the evil with enough love that he can now live a normal life. She even says, we beat the evil or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they were real they wrong. They were real wrong. He went on a rape and kill spree for a while, so. <laughs> no, not really, but it just, he does kill a few people. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't remember that he does this stuff, so why would you he not? He blacks out. Yeah, he doesn't, like, know that he's doing it. Right. Why would you let him just go off into the wild like that? Yeah, you know I mean? and not check up on him or at least keep him close by, keep him in the same town. Explain to him what the fuck well, happened yeah, exactly. when he was a kid. So he, he doesn't... Uh... Totally irres... This, this is the problem I have with people who own animals. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just fucking let them off their leash and send them out in the wild again. Like, this is not... You know, this is not... You just... You captated... They've been captured. They've been... <laughs> 
Anyway, so he gets older. This is the part that got a little bit boring. Very boring. This is where I was like, eh. They were, they were like, his buddy's kind of cool that he meets in this new town. Mm-hmm. He reminded us that guy who was in. uh Whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, the when he was the guy musician. The, pia- the piano player. Who we really liked. Yeah, it really it did kind of look like him. Um, but it wasn't him. It was definitely not him. No. He is a big, uh he's done other roles and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it, it basically he falls in love with a woman. Who lives across the street, who is marrying a guy who her father is forcing her to marry because of money, you know, because families really care about their daughters, you know, that shit happened all the time back in the day. It it still happens. Does it? It does. Yeah. Well, it's it's usually for rich people, right? Because it's so important to them. No. I mean, I got stories from people I work with and it's a cultural thing as well. Really? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Hey, um, I know I want you to be happy, but guess what? (laughs) You're our little money machine, okay? So get on out there and fuck a rich dude, okay? All right, good girl. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) it's just so fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 not that dick, honey. Not the one that cares about you. The one that isn't good at it. He's a werewolf. You shouldn't. Yeah, the one that can't get it up and... You'll never be satisfied for as a woman and know what it's like to be a woman ever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got a little carried away. Yeah, you're going a little bit too off the rails there, buddy. Anyway, so they have a relationship behind the scenes secretly. And one night he goes out. It's a full moon. It's a full moon. It's and, a full moon. And he's like losing his shit. And they think that he's just sick. And yeah, he's sick with fucking werewolf. He's, you know, like... <laughs> He's uh goes up to this woman's room and kills would, her. Yeah, pretty much killed her. Nothing fantastic there. No, it no, wasn't. There was one guy. He started running along the rooftops and jumped on a dude, and he screamed like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I did like I did like it when the townspeople like they they all of a sudden grabbed their pitch, pitchforks and you know the mob was yeah. was coming after him because you know it's a werewolf and you gotta kill him. Right. Yeah, that, and you got this thriller, you know, thriller. Yeah, of how, you're running for your life. <laughs> that's where he goes up to the bell tower, and his father ends up shooting him in right. the chest with a silver bullet that was Pepe was wearing around his neck mm-hmm. because he boiled down a cross that was blessed by the the, the, the highest priest. priest in the land, and he Which was made like, it more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. But you know, other than the makeup in this area, I thought it was really cool. I was just expecting right. to see a little bit more. Yeah, and then it just ended. It was like, okay, he's dead, and they're, they're crying. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much how it's Hammer like, well, was. Yeah, I was like, well, what? A okay. lot of Hammer films were. No, like I'm like, that. well, what about Christina? Like, what about these women? What about these like, loose ends? I can't. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed? Where's the stinger at the end of the credits? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Christina was pregnant with his kid, you know? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what the fuck? And then there's another fucking werewolf. Anyway, the end. It was cool, though. I mean, I liked it. It was just some weird shit. It was good talking about it, though, because the beginning, like we said, is, like, way more interesting. the beginning was way more interesting. We do have another movie that we're going to be talking about that's in the Hammer world. And what's that movie, Alex? It's called The Old Dark House from 1963. Spooky. In England, an American car salesman ends up spending a stormy night at a mysterious and deadly mansion of a client's family. Actually, it's his 
more like his fucking roommate's family's house. But director of this movie is William Castle, the famous one, of course, that, you know, you all know who did House on Haunted Hill, which we talked about. Oh. The Tingler, 13 Ghosts, all the originals really right there. He's done other movies, but those three are in particular some of the biggest. Um, This is written by Robert Dillon, who did the screenplay, who had worked with Castle before. He did 13 Frightened Girls, which is another Castle film. Adventures in Paris, City of Fear. It's also based on The Old Dark House by J.B. Priestley, because there was another movie also called The Old Dark House from 1932 with Boris Karloff. Really? Yeah. He was actually offered the part to do it, but didn't want to do it because this was too much of a comedy. Oh, I see. Yeah. He thought it was disrespectful. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Some of the stars in this movie are Tom Poston or Poston. I'm not 100% sure. He plays Tom. He was in Christmas with the Cranks, Newhart TV show, Mork and Mindy, Grace Under Fire, and a ton of TV and films back in the day. Mm -hmm. Also stars Robert Morley, who played Roderick, the uncle. He was in The Alphabet Murders, The Great Muppet Caper, Around the World in 80 Days, and Beat the Devil. It also stars Jeanette Scott, who played Cicely. She was in The Day of the Trifids, Crack in the World, Bikini Paradise, and many more. She also has Joyce Greenfell, who played Agatha. She was in Stage Fright, 1950, Forbidden Cargo, The Happiest Days of Your Life, and more. We also have Fenella Fielding, who played Morgana, who was in Carry On Screaming, Guest House Paradiso, and I remembered her in this movie, Guest House Paradiso, guys, by the way, if you've never heard of it, it is Rick Mayle, who was in The Young Ones, who had the... He was like one of the punk kids. Uh-huh. He uh, and this other guy, Eddie, do a show called Full Bottom, and they mm-hmm. did a movie based off the TV show called Full Bottom called Guest House Paradiso. And I bought the movie. I got it right there. It's that yellow one right there that's sticking out. Nope. Yellow, Christina. Right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, that's like a really slapstick fucking funny movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of sexually charged jokes in there and stuff. It's, it's slapsticky, though. And Rick Mail and Eddie are in that. And she played an old woman that drank this this uh drink in it and it was really funny mm-hmm. she kept drinking the uh vermouth or oh, something or uh-huh. so if you guys have seen that you should watch that movie it's pretty funny we also have last but not least peter bull who played casper and jasper he was he was in dr strange love the african queen alice's adventures in wonderland and more christina what did you think of this fine horror comedy or comedy horror this is like seriously a, like a 50s movie, like a classic 50s movie. Yeah, it felt older than it was. Right. The, and who was the main guy? The the main guy who played Tom? Mm-hmm, Thomas. Tom Poston. Did everybody talk like Jimmy Stewart like back then? Because he, he talked exactly like Jimmy Stewart. Kind it, of. It I mean, was, it just depends where you're from, I it guess. It was driving me nuts. He's just a city fella. Yeah, that shit. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Fast talking city fella. This movie reminds me a lot of the Knives Out movie that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, with all the with, actors with, and that, yeah. that won all those awards that Netflix bought. Oh, did Netflix buy it? Yeah, they're going to put out a sequel, actually. Oh, it was good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I liked it, too. But, but the whole family inheritance thing. Sure. It's it's like along the same lines. It's got a lot of the same mystery and plot and right. people keep dying and you're wondering who did what. Yeah, and... exactly. Uh, but I don't know. This movie was weird. It was just freaking weird. 
But I guess this would be considered a dry horror comedy from the 60s. Sure. I don't even know. It was just weird. But the set design with the house was cool. Um, The acting was okay. Like, the jokes were like, there were some jokes that were just like, oh... Like, like you were like, oh, that's funny. Like, you yeah, know, but we did laugh out loud. Oh yeah, we did. We totally did. But I don't know. It just didn't work with the storyline. It was like trying to be creepy, uh, like a mystery. It was like too many things, too too many genres. Isn't that crazy for yeah. its time too? Yeah, exactly. But it it just didn't pull together. You would think for a movie like then, that's probably what was wrong with it back then. Right, right. Is it didn't know what it wanted to be? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? it, they were trying. It was just too many characters. It was trying too hard. Um, it did get me at the end. I didn't. I didn't suspect the person who was Neither the person. I. Yeah. So that that was that was kind of a shock. But yeah, I gave it a four out of ten. I like the other movie better a okay. lot. So what do you think? I mean, this is much more comedy than it is horror. But the comedy is so sparse in it. It's more of like mystery. <laughs> so it's like yeah. more mystery than comedy than horror. It's like yeah, right. in that order. It's like mystery, comedy, horror. Right. And I think that's what was really wrong with the movie and why people didn't like it is because it just, one, the original was very, very popular for its time. I Boris Karloff was like 1932. This was a big deal. And I think part of the reason why he didn't want to do it is he, like you said, like yeah. I said, is he felt like it was a uh, kind of like disrespectful to that movie in a way. Right. Uh, because I'm sure he liked it and enjoyed doing that part. Mm-hmm. And, um, didn't he thought they made it kind of a, jo- a joke? Kind of like, you know, you think about it, it was 30 years, you know, difference, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it came out in 32 and 63. So, if you think about that, that's like like when we get remakes of movies that were from the 80s or from the... And people bitch about it. From the 90s even now, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they've been doing that since the beginning of movies. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just a part of it. It's interesting, though, because, like, people... It's like, it's kind of... Almost reminds me of like how they turned Ghostbusters. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Because everybody loved yeah. Ghostbusters, and it has nothing to do with women. So if you, any of you motherfuckers, say that shit, I swear to God, it was not a good movie. It was not a good movie. Period. I don't no. care who was in it. I loved everybody that was in it. I was rooting for that motherfucking movie, and it sucked. I'm sorry. It if did. You, if you enjoyed it, that's awesome. I'm glad you did. But point I'm trying to make is that a lot of people felt that Ghostbusters was not that silly. And this movie, The Old Dark House, might have been too silly for its britches for The Old Dark House from 32. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. Similar kind of thing is what I'm right trying to piece together here. That was actually a good, that was a good example. I mean, that's the only one that I could think of. But obviously, it does pay a lot of, like... It has a lot of familiarity to Knives Out, even though, of course, it would know nothing oh, of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. But there were plenty of mystery novels back in the day oh, that, yeah, like, yeah. Agatha Christie bullshit and, right. you know what I mean, that, that people would have kind of drawn some of those kind of inspirations from anyway, right. from some Knives Out drew inspiration from. Right. Also, I think of movies like Clue. So if you're a fan of Knives Out or Clue, you might get some enjoyment out of this movie, but it's not going to be at that level. Right. The comedy is not as funny as Clue. The suspense and acting is not nearly as good as in Knives Out. Right. Right. <laughs> so lots of dry humor on the screen that might hit some while miss many, many others. And the humor is enough to kind of get you through the actual murder mystery that 
should be a surprise for you, though, for those watching by the end of the movie, like it was us. Right. So it's got enough to push you along. However, there are a lot of scenes that really could have benefited from more comedy. I know I say that, but I never saw the originals. So I don't know. The characters were definitely all different from one another and had their own quirks and behaviors, which I thought was interesting. While the lead, Tom Poston, sort of bounced around the story and the situation pretty well. He seemed to do a good job of the sort of happenstance guy who was somewhat suspecting and unsuspecting things at the same time, Mm -hmm. but could go nowhere because his car was broken down. So he's stuck there. Yeah, he's like stuck there. So the big reveal of the killer was not much of a reveal, though. Like, like they just go blah like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. just over. And I was like, wow, that was like a really big buildup for nothing. Right. The end. Yeah. And it's like it really didn't present the reveal very well. Just like all of a sudden you knew. And after all the teasing I had to go through with them fiddling with my balls, it was like, wow, that was the worst orgasm I just had. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I felt like it could have been a better one, but I still enjoyed it enough. You know, it was silly, gave us a few laughs. It's definitely got a more current feel than many films like it in this decade. For some reason to me, like, I feel like it, it is a little bit more easier access than maybe some other horror, uh, hammer films. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's not. I don't know. The ending was just kind of blah for me. For such a lead up, it's below average in comparison to other Hammer Horror, but not a terrible watch either. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't know, 4.5 probably for yeah, me. See, yeah, so four. It's pretty yeah. average, but there's like, it just could have done so much more. So I have to give it below average. Mm-hmm. Totally want to watch the original now, though. Yeah, if it wouldn't have tried to steal from Knives Out or Clue. I know. I'm just the kidding. son of a bitch is. <laughs> Even though, like, no one's alive involved <laughs> with that movie. I know. That's what's funny. <laughs> uh, that's the joke, Christina. What are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Anyway, guys. Trivia? So we do have some trivia on this movie. It's not a lot. Just a little bit. Okay. I'll go over that. If you don't want anything spoiled. If you do want to watch this movie, they do have a full version up on uh, YouTube that is free. Uh, otherwise, you can't rent it un- unless you get the 20 movie pack like I did from Plemke. Which, by the way, Plemke, thank you so much for donating thank you, these, these movies to us. The whole inspiration for this podcast, by the way. Was that. Was that. Yeah. So. But yeah, so if you want to check that movie out, otherwise, here is your fucking warning. Warning. The following. <laughs> the following information. The following information may might too, spoil your Too offensive enter- for people that live in the 1960s. It might spoil your entertainment uh, experience. <laughs> the film was originally passed as an uncut X. By the BBFC. Like like adult? Yeah, in April of 1963, an accompanying poster produced through, you know, for various reasons. The film was not released in the UK until 1966. Because of the poster. It was then passed with some heavy cuts to remove some of the darker elements with a certificate and released in September 1966. The 1996 Encore video version, now rated PG, featured the original uncut print. Oh. Which is what we saw. Oh, okay. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. And even though this movie was shot in in color, the film was released in black and white. Right. Weird, right? Right. I don't know why. The, Probably just because it was cheaper and they didn't think it didn't have much. It was, it was cheaper. It they were like, yeah, yeah this movie too. sucks. Let's just do the bare minimum and get it out, <laughs> which is sad. Happens. Yeah. Um. There's some scenes that we'll talk about, and that's pretty much all the trivia I got on that. There wasn't a whole lot. Right. Um. 
you know, it's essentially a story about a guy who goes, he lives with this guy named Casper, who seems like a fucking vampire, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're like, what is going on? Who yeah, is why, he? Why is he just He's at some the casino mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of this casino acting weird. And he's like, hey, buddy, I got your car for you. Uh, and he's always like arguing with people like the Tom guy. He keeps, mm-hmm. he goes up, argues with the guy at the front desk and mm-hmm. just assumes that he can walk in. And it's well, like, he's an American. That's it's, why it's the stick that he's got with everybody that like they should know what he's doing and who he is, but no one knows. And, and then they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess you do know him. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just this weird mm-hmm. kind of comedy that somebody wrote that doesn't, it wasn't really funny. Right. It was just awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but also kind of funny in the same regard. Like it's it's haha. It's like hey, hey funny, mm-hmm. you know. Like oh, look at him be silly. He's a silly Billy. And it was literally like right out of the gate. Like the first conversation in the movie, it was jokes. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. So he meets this guy Casper, who he's selling the car to. His his roommate because he stays in the house during the night. Tom does, and Casper uses the house during the day. And it's like, wait, how? What? Right. Oh, so be, because he's got to be back by yeah, midnight. Midnight. At the old house. We find out at yeah. the old dark house. But he's like, hey, I'm going to my family's house. You should come over and meet my cousin. cousin. Uh, because your cousin, my cousin is really hot. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, why don't you ride with me, Casper? Why don't we go together? And he's like, oh, I've got to take a plane. It's faster. So he okay. takes a he takes a plane without him, and he was like, "Well, that's kind of rude. Right. I brought your car all the way the fuck out here, and you're gonna make me drive all the way down there by myself? Like, fuck you." So he goes anyway, <clears throat> pulls up to the gate. The gate doesn't open, and the fucking gargoyle on top, when he's pushing on the fence, falls and lands on the car, knocking out every piece of the engine, <laughs> which is really weird. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it just drops the engine, especially carts. Car- cars back then were built like takes, so it does not right. make sense. It's, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny though. I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's pretty loose. You you didn't, somebody forgot (laughs) to loosen or tighten a bolt in there because there's like big chunks of metal and stuff just falling out the bottom like that. And he's like, well, but Jesus, I might as well go inside now. So he pulls the fucking doorbell and falls through a trap door. Ooh. Laugh track included. No, no, it feels yeah, it like, like it should. It was like, burr, 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 yeah, burr, no, it's more like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> was that Price is Right? I think so. <laughs> Price is wrong, <Bob>. bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the butler welcomes him into the lobby from the basement where Casper is there in a coffin. With a shit-eating grin and a smile and his eyes completely wide open, which had to be a big pain in the ass for that actor in that movie. Right. They were like, just keep your eyes open. That's funny. That's comedy. Yeah, like, don't blink. I mean, it is kind of funny because he was just staring like really weird, but yeah, can you freaky. imagine having to do that the whole movie? No. Like, oh, you fucked up. You blinked. You blinked. We got to do the scene over. Apparently, Casper slipped getting off a plane and hit his head and died. Because Tom is bad luck. Because earlier Tom was at the the casino, casino, and he, and he lost all my yeah. He made yeah. A lost uh, like twelve thousand dollars or it was something. A like lot that. of money back then. They sort of kind of convince him to stay a little bit, and Thomas hears a girl crying. She comes out and tells Thomas that he didn't actually fall, Casper. That someone murdered him, mm-hmm. and she encourages Thomas to leave. Before Uncle Roderick arrives, but he's at the door when she opens it. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to push him out to get him to go out and just walk. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't leave, though. I have my car, the car. 
And it's raining and shit. Yeah, and it's raining, and she's like, get out of here. You got to get out of here. And then Roderick's there, and uh, that's when we hear the whole, the why the house is, why they're in the house. Everybody's acting weird. They're like, but you don't want to leave, do you, Morgana? And right. you don't want to leave, do you? Agatha. Yeah, Labertarberther. <laughs> Whatever that guy's name is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that name? And so there's these, this whole rule set that they, this family has to follow. It turns out that these people are all related to a Captain Morgan, a famous pirate mm-hmm. that was, was jailed and he had to sign over his fortune in the way of some sort of like, thing of keeping people from leaving his house or something like that. And if they stay in the house, there's this whole rule thing that they can get all this money. The last person standing. Right. Stupid. No one would do that. All of his estate and fortune and all his pirate gold and everything are in this old dark house. And those of the family can inherit by, one, you have to want to stay in the house. Two, you have to be back before midnight each night. Mm-hmm. Three, you have to stay until the house is destroyed. Okay. And they were like, he's like, have you tried burning it? <laughs> and they're like, how do you burn rock? And right. he's like, that's a good point. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart again. Yeah. Here he comes. That's a real fine point you got there. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, <laughs> I fall through the fucking floor. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Stupid. Funny. <laughs> Uh, but they say he's like part of the family for some reason, like this Thomas guy. They say he looks like a descendant, and I don't think he looks anything Nothing. like them. Nothing like. In them. fact, he looks more like Roderick, Uncle Roderick, right. than anything. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know what what the fuck the point of that was. They all like have him staying in this house. There was a couple funny parts, like you get to meet some of the uh, the aunt that lives mm-hmm. there, and she's like really into knitting, mm-hmm. and she's sitting there talking to Thomas, and he was like, "So what are you knitting?" And she's like, "Oh, I just do it to keep time passing." And he was like, oh, well, how long have you been knitting then, I guess, you know? And he, she's like, well, let's see. This will be going on 12 miles now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, you knit by the mile? <laughs> what the fuck? So stupid. And they're in England, so why the fuck would she use yeah, miles? miles. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. They would use, yeah, this just doesn't make any goddamn yeah. sense. But I guess they were, you know, they're they're marketing these movies to the, the, yeah, the Americans. American crowd, so... Right. Morgana is this other woman who's like um, also kind of a pretty lady, but she's kind of promiscuous a little bit mm-hmm. and very pushy and very like, you know, wants her got her got to have her way. Right. And she brings in a bowl of water for him because he's got to stay the night because of the storm and there's nowhere they can go and they make him stay. But when he dips over, his tie melts in it. It's like a bowl of acid. acid yeah. So he's like, oh, shit, people are trying to kill me. And so he goes to tell the family, and then they go back up, and the bowl got swapped out, and there's no longer acid yeah, in it. it's just water. It's just water. And then Thomas meets, like, Jasper out of the blue, who's been hiding, apparently. Who's this? It's Jasper is Casper's twin. Evil twin. Right. And he's Stupid. saying that their uncle Roderick, he's saying that their uncle Roderick is trying to kill him, because once they're all dead, they get the fortune and to whomever is left. Mm-hmm. And that's when they find the mother dead, the one that was sewing and knitting. And that she, was crazy. That was, she has this expression on her face like, Ooh! 
Yeah, and she's got needles jabbed into her neck like an X. Uh-huh. So like one goes in through the top on the right, out the bottom of her left on the uh, uh, the bottom on the left, mm-hmm. and then the same, the same on one the right. on the other. So the left it goes in through the top and then comes out the bottom on the right. That was cool. It was cool looking with her smiling and stuff. It was cool. And Roderick says, and I quote, <laughs> "He's like when they find her dead, Roderick's like I must have. It must have been a murder." She's always knitted so carefully. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so how bad. would anybody accidentally do that? And we almost missed that joke, too. We had to go back, and we were like, what did he say? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like, so quick. Yeah, the other uncle, Potiper, isn't that what his name is? I don't know. Potiper keeps talking about the 40 days and 40 nights because he believes that Jesus and God are having another 40 days and 40 nights of rain. So he builds a fucking ark? In his backyard. What the fuck? And it's weird. He's got all these animals in there, and he's even got a cage for Thomas to take him on this trip. And he was like, well, the rain's coming. We got to get going. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, that was weird. I w- now I'm wondering if that was in the original. I don't know. Because that's fucking weird. That is weird. I don't know. But while he's in there, the father tries to attack Thomas again because he's already choked him because Morgana keeps hitting on him. And there's this like back and forth with the father of Morgana and him. Because uh, he he doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. He just keeps trying to kill Thomas Mm -hmm. because Morgana wants to fucking bone him. And he doesn't want anybody touching his daughter that's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Which he chases him into the classic 50s, 40s, 60s. Quicksand. Quicksand, yeah. Mm -hmm. But is saved by Roderick, who blames Morgana. And he saves him by pulling out a gun, using the gun, (laughs) pointing it at him and saying, grab onto the gun. (laughs) I'm so stupid. And he's like, oh, yeah, she killed her last boyfriend in the same spot, as a matter of fact. Fuck. So, you, you know, you're you're trying to figure out who the fuck killed who right. and what's and going it's, on. It's like everyone's trying to kill everybody. There's a lot more in this movie going on, and it was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got to admit, I fell asleep. I had to go back and rewatch <laughs> right. some stuff because, like. Right. It's just a lot. But yeah. and it was boring a lot. They find, but I, I mean, I it was immediate. It was like. I fell asleep for 10 minutes and then I went back and rewinded it and then whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they find, you know, Casper dead next to the fireplace. Oh, no, not Casper. Jasper. Jasper dead. Twin. With the fireplace tongs around his neck. Mm-hmm. Somebody had killed him. And then he's in a chair rocking back and forth dead while yeah. his brother Casper's in the casket with his eyes closed now. Right. Which was weird. I'm like, did they get the two mixed up? Uh, I bet you the actor was like, fuck you. I'm closing my eyes. It's like, I'm closing my eyes now. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably what happened. But then Jasper's eyes were open. So I don't know. I was like, so confused. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, did they switch them? Like, what are they trying to make an, uh, like, what is going on here? There's a deeper thing going on here. And I don't know what it is. But Roderick suspects Thomas. But for now, they're both dead. And he suggests that everyone stay in the same floor. And not leave their rooms. And then he goes into a room with Thomas. No sense. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, because he had to keep his eye on Thomas. Well, no, he's, it's just another awkward moment where he can show Thomas his gun collection. Right. And it's like, oh, well, it's definitely Roderick because, look, he just loves to murder. Da, 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 da. And then he opens up a cabinet to show him the Spanish rifle. And it, and fuck- it shoots him. Somebody tr- rigs the fucking door to make the shotgun fall and shoot him. Stupid. And so, of Stupid. course, Thomas is there yet again on right. another murder in the family, in the house. And so they think it's him and they get chased by Morgana's father again. 
but Morgana this time saves him and you know, they keep playing this tape over the like house speakers or mm-hmm. something. There's like this like, like recorded tape. Yeah. You know, from there. And they keep saying stuff about all the murders each time. Right. And this time Thomas goes, wait a second. And he speeds up the voice and it sounds like a woman. Mm-hmm. And they recorded it at a slower speed. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a man. Right. And it's really, he thinks it's Morgana. Right. But, but it's, it's not. It's Sicily. It's the other woman. The one that he was like in love with. The one with. he was trying to bang. Yeah, and she's planned to kill all the others, too. And she's like, in five minutes, this whole house will be blown up. And 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 she kind of clues him in on how it's going to be blown up. She put dynamite in all the fucking clocks. All the clocks. Yeah, they kept referencing all these fucking clocks in the fucking house. And he's like, one by one. Running like, around. I, like, I don't know how he knows how to disconnect them, first of all. I don't. He was just pulling the wires out. Yeah, like, that might trigger it, right? I guess not. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to do that. I'd probably go grab the whole thing and throw it out in the yard or something. Not fucking pull wires out. I would just leave. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Well, he kept falling through the fucking front hole of the house, which he did by the end of the movie, too. Right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, he finds all the dynamite and all the clocks and then chucks... Except for one? Yeah, he finds one, the last one at the very last second that was, mm-hmm. like, stuffed in something. Mm-hmm. And he chucks it out in the yard, and it lands right next to Sicily and blows up. <laughs> yeah. And that's the movie. The end. The end. She dead. Killer killed. Killer killed. The end. Hammer horror. It's, you know, it's interesting enough. It's just, it's, it's kooky. It's not a bad watch, like... I could watch it if I had to, but there's just, I don't know, it needed more. It needed, yeah. It just didn't hit the mark. I would like to see the original to see it compared to now. Yeah, now I'm really interested in that. Like, because that one was way more scary, I guess, or Mm -hmm. dark. Or this Karloff, like, hell yeah. Yeah, and he turned this one down. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder, Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah. Have you seen it? Have you guys seen it? You guys listening? Do you guys I, have a, an opinion about these two movies? I want to know. I would assume not many people have seen both of them. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're going back to the 30s and 60s it's here. It's okay. You know? We'll watch them for you. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing more of these in the future, so we'll probably June. use... So June. What we'll do next time is we'll pick the second up winner, which is The Brides of Dracula. Maybe we'll do... The, the Brides of Dracula was oddly oh. the second choice out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do the horror of Dracula with the brides of Dracula because that's the order in which it goes. Yes. Give me all the vampires. Yeah. So in the horror, Dracula was the more um, violent one. Yeah. Super violent. I can't wait. I've never seen him. That's the one that like really amped up Dracula in a way that I don't think anybody had ever seen Dracula. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. And, you know, I'm uh, this will be in, of course, a month from now. So it'll be the June. fourth week, yeah. It'll be in for June. What is that? Oh. Let's look it up. I'm not on my phone. It'll be the 31st of May. Oh, okay. We'll so see. not June. <laughs> Technically, it's yeah. The date. Yeah, it's the date. Whatever. But day Monday, before. it comes out on Monday, the 30, May 31st. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be doing our next one on that. Okay. So, and what are we going to do next week? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, I did just get the seller. In the unrated, the uncut 
director's cut from Vinegar Syndrome, and then we also have that Alice Cooper movie, the Monster Dog movie from 1984. All right. Do you want to do those two? Sure. Because both of them have like sort of like monster dogs in them. Okay. I like dogs. <laughs> it's not a dog, but it's like a big monster. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Those just seem like they would be fun to do. So okay. uh, hopefully you guys can follow along with this. Now, the, the thing that about the seller, you, you're going to have a hard time pl- watching that one, guys, because there's the original seller that was put out by the distributor, which was cut to shit. And just recently, the director of the seller movie decided to put together his entire movie director uncut for the first time ever mm-hmm. on this Vinegar Syndrome release. Okay. So for the first time ever in history, that copy is going to have the theatrical and also the director's cut. Mm-hmm. So we'll be watching the director's cut, of course. I will have nothing to compare it to because I've never seen it before. And if I did see it, it was like when I was young. Right. So, but yeah, just to give you guys a heads up, for those of you who picked up a copy at Vinegar Syndrome, you can get it for like 27 bucks or 20. No, you can get it for $20 or something like that. I think it's like $25 with the slipcover. Oh, okay. If you don't want the slipcover, I think it might be like 20. So Uh it's like $5. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. And then Monster Dog, I picked up from Kino Lorber for like, I think it was like $17. Oh, okay. So they might still have the sale going on for that if you want to do that. But we hope you enjoyed the Hammer Horror thing. Let us know what you think about that. We would really like to know how you feel about us doing the Hammer Horror. Is this something that you guys are going to open yourselves up to as well? Is this something that you think we should be doing? Are you totally in opposition to this? (laughs) Like, I mean, I feel like as a horror fan, I need to be doing this kind of stuff. And that's why I do this podcast is to make myself a bigger horror fan than I am, you know? I mean, I don't know how you can get any nerdier than I am, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, there's probably nerdier horror fans out there, so... Right, there is. They're way cooler than me. Totally. So, but other than that, guys, <laughs> we'll see you next week for Monster Dog and also... The Cellar. The Cellar uh, for next week, but we hope to see you next time. If you have a friend that might enjoy this episode or know someone that likes Hammer Horror Films, please let them know about this episode as any of your help or reviews on our episodes really do go a long way. Thank you guys, and as always, long live the boys.